0: the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. A friend of mine from seminary, Jenny, posted on Facebook in the middle of last week a simple prayer request. Please pray for all people who have to preach this upcoming Sunday. <laughs> I think she could have added, please pray for everyone who has to hear these words from today's gospel too. They're uncomfortable. And it's important to imagine the context. We are in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. The vision Jesus has offered began a few weeks ago um, with comforting words to people who are either mourning or poor in spirit. Words of comfort to the meek the peacemakers, the merciful. And then last week, the Sermon on the Mount continued, inviting us to imagine being salt and light to the world. I mean, beautifully comforting words that we, through our commitment to see God and everyone and care for everything, can cast light and hope in this world can even preserve this world and give it flavor, help it to make sense. And we at St. Stephen's know this truth, what it means to cast light on pain and find beauty in the midst of it. And now it feels like Jesus has done the greatest pivot of all time. You've heard that murder is bad. If you have even hatred in your heart, and I imagine some parentheses here, and have done nothing with it, You are guilty and will be cast into hell. Where's the grace, Jesus? And I try not to have hatred, but I do swear. Back in December, our children told us that we should give up swearing for the new year. (laughs) I won't repeat what I said. (laughs) And I think they were probably right, and we could do better. So I want, to ask, um, I want to ask a question for you all to consider. Are these readings like the games at a fair or carnival? You know, those games that are u- uniquely designed for you not to win. Now, if, if you didn't know this but have been suspecting it your whole life, it's true. So consider this, the standard basketball rim is 18 inches in diameter. It has 18 inches uh, diameter, a foot and a half, and a basketball hoop is a perfect circle. But if you've been to the fair or carnival, you've probably played the basketball game, and you've wondered why no matter how good your shot is, it's impossible to play. It's because the rim is an optical illusion. The rim's actually an oval that is 17 inches by 10 and a half inches But by design, from where you stand, it looks like a circle. Now, a standard NBA basketball has a a nine-and-a-half-inch diameter. Now, take into consideration that the carnival worker has over-inflated the ball, so there's uh, there's no forgiveness in the bounce. It's nearly impossible to make it through. Every game there is like that, having you eye the large stuffed animal that you don't need, manipulated in some way so that it's nearly impossible to win. (coughs) And yet we still play the game. Now, if I've ruined the carnival for you, I'm sorry. I may have saved you a few dollars. But if you ever find yourself there again, I want to encourage you to play for fun and joy and the hope that something miraculous will happen. You've still got to try because we've all seen that person leaving with a giant stuffed pink elephant. They've figured out a way to make it work. And the more people to play, the more chances that someone will win. Imagine these readings to be something similar, an impossible ethic. Now imagine the two extremes. If this text was to be fully lived out, if there was no hatred in anyone's heart, if there were no broken relationships, no reason to let a word slip every now and then, if this was the condition of the world, we would have arrived at the kingdom of God. There would be unconditional bliss. The kingdom would be made manifest. Now imagine the opposite only broken relationships only hatred only vanity that would be hell and yet this is not where we live this is not our reality we have all experienced joy and love kindness sacrifice on behalf of others we've experienced commitment and it's led us to find peace and value and in God's love. So we certainly don't live in the second example, and yet we don't live in the first either. We live somewhere between playing the game of life, trying to live into this example of the kingdom of God, knowing that it's a near impossible reality, which the text doesn't get it but our theology of Eucharist does, we have a theology of grace. But we keep playing because while it might feel near impossible, the kingdom of God is still promised to us, and playing along brings us closer. I was struck at another self-reflection the other day, in a full confession I haven't implemented the changes I yet need to make. I was filling up our trash can, um, and it hit me. Something that I think that several of us in this room probably knew, Um, one of the towns that kind of make up this over the mountain area um, has hired a new trash service. They got rid of recycling, but they said they would be making biofuel out of the recycling. I mean, doesn't that sound catchy? And you get to mix in all of your recycling on Monday and they just magically will separate it. I'm pretty sure it's a gimmick it certainly isn't the most responsible way. I mean, at the, at the very least, they're just burning up all the plastic and cardboard. And for the past few months, I've just been putting stuff in the trash. I've given up playing this game of trying to be responsible about my own consumption. But I can do better. I could take my cans and glass and paper somewhere. I could write the city council. I could probably write an op-ed. There are places that will take it. Sure, it will be inconvenient, but I can do something. Now this is just an example. The sermon has nothing to do with recycling or what to do with your trash. It's not about a carnival game, but it is about staying engaged and working to make the kingdom of God our reality, even when it feels like an impossible task. It means that we're called to love when it doesn't seem like it will make a difference. To forgive when it's not rational. To give when it seems like we can't. To welcome and include when it goes against the norm. To see the image of God when it doesn't make any sense. As foolish as it might seem, we have to keep playing of trying even when the game of life and faith feels impossible. The good news is our God's response is always grace, a grace that invites us to play again and again, unlimited tickets in the carnival of life, until one day when the kingdom is really all that we know and experience. Amen.